void of space. It never ends. It never will. And yet, here you are, drifting through the nothing. Will you float? Or will you sink? To the place where the mind melts and the body dies. Below the surface of reality. Here, the only thing you know is you and the stories you carry. Welcome to the Cryopod Tapes. Time to Wake Up by H.P. Newquist The sleep time was over. The giant thing felt herself entombed nearly a thousand feet beneath the earth, held tightly by cold, packed rock and sand. She breathed in the minuscule amount of air that sifted through the granules of dirt, but she dared not gulp it in for fear she might disturb the earth around her. So she lay quiet her crystalline flesh absorbing the movements around her. Far below, she could feel the shifting of the Earth's plates, six miles down from where she lay. The huge foundations of the planet moved back and forth almost imperceptibly, but her skin picked up their rhythm as if they were industrial machines pounding out slabs of molten iron. She felt the crawling of insects for hundreds of feet around her, and each time they bored a new tunnel in their tiny colonies, her flesh felt the ground ripple. Above, but not very far above, she felt the movement and the sound of things traversing back and forth on top of her. They all moved in the same lateral pattern, sometimes fast, sometimes not so fast. As she lay there, there were times where she could feel them going in great packs. At other times, she felt one or two, and then none for a long time. Some of the things moved in a similar pattern in the distance, but these did not matter to her right now. Even though she did not mark time, she lay quiet for three days pores on her flesh changed the crystalline structure of her body, seeking to make her form flexible in relation to the chemicals and elements that leached into her skin. She did not think about this. Her brain was too busy cataloging the sounds and rhythms from above. On the fourth day, she decided it was time to leave the sleeping place. 
the moving things above her were not coming very often right now. The nearest one was many miles away. Pushing off from her knees and hands, she forced her back up through the earth that rested on top of her. She moved thousands of tons of soil like it was a huge blanket weighing her down. The ground began to drop around her and fall into the place where she had been sleeping. As she moved, Interstate 10 cracked in a huge seam nearly 200 feet wide. Boulders of tar and cement cracking and filtering like flakes of paint off an old house. The great head burst through into the dark night, followed by the shoulders and naked torso. Finally, she emerged in full. Instinctively, she crouched to the ground, staring into the utter blackness of the world around her. Above her were twinkling lights, and in the distance, she could feel the thrum of life, the movement of many things. Unsteadily, she pushed herself to her full height, moving slowly as her limbs creaked. It was colder out here, colder than she expected, and she thought for a moment about returning to the comfort of the ground. But she knew the sleep time was over. It was time to be awake. Time to be alive. Her eyes adjusted to the darkness as she could see the silhouette of a mountain range in the near distance. Close to the mountains were the noisy places. She could sense the moving things there. She would explore that place when she could see better. As it was, she could barely see her own talons in front of her face. She decided to hide until daylight when she knew it would be warm and her skin wouldn't crack as it was doing now. Rubbing her eyes, she looked again at the mountains. She would wait in there, stretching her leg out straight. She took one step to get herself out of the sleeping place. Satisfied that her legs were not crippled and useless, she strode towards the mountains. It took several dozen steps for her to reach the first peak a little more than a mile away, and another ten steps to settle herself in between two peaks that formed a shallow valley. The seismograph at the University of California in Los Angeles measured 6.3 at 2.55 a.m. The quake lasted 20 seconds, with 12 primary waves and three immediate aftershocks. The epicenter was seven miles outside of Palm Desert. A small car traveling on 110 from Phoenix to LA passed Palm Desert and headed towards Palm Springs. The driver looked at the tiny digital clock illuminated in unnatural blue on the dashboard. It was only 2.55 a.m., and he still had two more hours to go. For the past three and a half hours, 
the road had reached out in front of him with little traffic. There was nothing more than stars to look out of his window. As he looked over to the lights of Palm Springs, they quivered momentarily, and he felt a wave of nausea pass through his organs. He snapped his head back to look at the road and grabbed the steering wheel tight with both hands. Shit. I'm going to fall asleep before I get to Palm Desert. He said out loud, purposefully bulging his eyes to concentrate on the road ahead. Three minutes later, he turned to look back at the lights of the desert town. In front of him, invisible in utter blackness, the highway curled up towards the sky in a mockery of some carnival thrill ride. The cement and tar were pulled back away from the ground like a steel rail melted and twisted out of alignment. It would have looked to the driver like a barrel of a shotgun after Superman had wrestled it from the villains and bent it back in a half circle. Behind the rising road was a newly formed crater nearly a thousand feet deep. But the man did not see it. His car hit the curved pavement at 75 miles an hour, guided by cruise control, and flipped in midair. The driver died as the underside of the car came down to rest on top of him. A ton of metal, displaced in less than seven seconds. The giant thing felt the crash from her hiding place in the mountains, and she looked back between crevices to see what was taking place. She could not see. It was too far away, too deep in shadow. The city on the other side of the mountains pulsed with life, even though it was cold and dark now. The city was not as active as it would be later on, when it was warm, she thought. While waiting underground, she came to understand that there was more movement when the earth was warmer. She would be able to learn more about her surroundings in the morning. Now, though, she was tired like any creature who has overslept and feels groggy upon waking. She lowered herself gingerly to her knees, and then she lay down quietly on her side as she tried to make herself comfortable in the mountain valley. The Richter scale recorded only aftershocks as the giant gently eased herself back to sleep. In her dreams, she calculated her next move, to reach the ocean. She understood the humans' concepts of time and distance. The ocean was 100 miles away. Given her size, she could make it across the desert, into the valley, across the city, and into the ocean in just over an hour. There were 8 million people between her and the ocean, but she would move quickly through them. All she wanted was to reach the sea. Surely they would understand that, and not get in her way. If she could make it to the water, she would disappear forever. As if she had never existed. 
They just had to leave her alone when she woke up the next morning. And they did, until the helicopters and fighter jets intercepted her, when she became entangled in the concrete interchange of the 110 and the 105. nine miles from the beach. Even as the explosives flamed in orange and black around her head, she could see the sun reflecting off the water. She could taste the salt in the air. She was so close to being home, to being with her sisters. And her sisters were ready for her. Millions of them. been listening to cryopod tapes today's story was time to wake up written by hp newquist this episode was produced by ted huggins the original music was also produced by ted huggins cryopod tapes is always looking for original captivating stories just like this one if you have a short story and are interested in turning it into a full episode just like this one, then please send it to cryopodtapespodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the episode or the podcast as a whole, please leave a nice review. So thank you all again so much for listening, and I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>